Welcome to the Energetic Radio Podcast. My name is Dale Sidebottom. Each week, I'll bring you inspirational guests who will help you bring fun, energy, and purpose into your lives. Let the show begin. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast, episode number 311 with Jason Dietrich. How are you, Jace? Hi, Dale. How are you doing? I'm really good, mate. Now, before we get into your journey and your story and... Um, the inspirational work you're doing. I'm really excited to chat about that. Um, let's just do a little check-in. Over the last seven days, what's made you smile? Oh, that, that's a wonderful question. Um, besides my um, current work uh, that I'm doing at NASA, my uh, brother is getting married uh, this weekend. So uh, I'm going to be going to a wedding. Um, I'm from the United States of America, and I'm based in uh, Pennsylvania, so I am going to be going to a place called Hamburg, PA, where I am going to see my brother and his fiance, my incoming sister-in-law, get married uh, in a barn. So it's going to be a wonderful uh, wedding. Uh, we're very excited about it. A little nervous, but we know it's going to go very well. Uh, but that is something I'm really looking forward to this weekend. I love that. And there's nothing better than a wedding. Um, it's such a joyous experience where everybody, and you see so many people you haven't seen for such a long time. Um, as you know, life gets very busy and um, normally the only time you see them is at weddings and things like that. So I'm sure that's going to be awesome. Now, um, we're going to talk about your work at NASA, education, the Virginia uh, Space Flight Academy and everything like that. But I'm really curious about hyperlexia. Um, what What is hyperlexia and um, how how has this affected? Yeah, obviously, you found your passion now and your niche. Um, I'd love to talk about your childhood as well as a lot I've just mentioned there, Jace. But um, what is, what is hyperlexia? Yeah, that's a wonderful question. Uh, so uh, hyperlexia, I was first diagnosed with it uh, when I was five years old. And uh, I would love to be able to send you a picture. Uh, I had curly hair. I still do. And, you know, I just look back and say, my gosh, my teeth were so crooked back then. <laughs> so, um, but uh, I'll definitely make sure to send you a photo of that. Um, but uh, but hyperlexia, just to give you a little bit of background on it, uh, hyperlexia involves someone's precocious ability to read at a high level, yet struggles with reading comprehension. So when I was five years old, I was in kindergarten and I was able to read at a fifth grade level. I was able to read words that, you know, my parents were just like, wow, like we never thought a kindergartner would be able to read at such a high level. So, but the issue was, was if they were to ask me to clarify or try to state, you know, hey, Jason, what does this particular word mean? This is what my teachers early on in elementary school did, including my parents. And my response was just simply, uh, I don't know. I don't know. So even though I was able to read at such a high level, I couldn't comprehend what I was reading. So Throughout my elementary school experience, I unfortunately had teachers who weren't very supportive of my skill sets and abilities, and I often struggled a lot uh, when I was in elementary school, both mentally, physically, and emotionally. So, but I had to work twice as hard uh, to overcome that. So I was very fortunate to have supportive parents that enabled me to recognize my struggle with hyperlexia and be able to take one page at a time that I found to be very useful and innovative. And then, you know, I was introduced to the overall concept of STEM education. And uh, I got to tell you, 
STEM education, all the hands-on activities and learning styles uh, that were provided from it. Uh, it provided multiple different highways of opportunity. I noticed that with people who have hyperlexia, they have um, a, a critical thinking mind. I have an eidetic memory. But a lot of people have hyperlexia. They not only have eidetic memories, but some even have photographic memories, which enable them to memorize things clearly and to also enjoy hands-on activities. So by doing that, that really enabled me to focus uh, on my true gift. And I was glad I discovered that in middle school. I'm sure. Now, um, I'm guessing there was some really challenging times uh, with trying, like you were saying, like you could read really well, but you couldn't comprehend it. Um, misunderstanding of other other kids and kids kids don't always mean it, but they can be quite mean. Um, and I think uh, you would have noticed in you know your lifetime um, how much how more progressive we are around you know dealing and understanding each other. Um, what was would have was there some really tough times growing up though? Like um, I know you said you you had very supportive parents, which makes a massive difference. But at the end of the day you're still going through all these things that most other people aren't. I'm guessing that wasn't easy. Yeah, no, it, it definitely wasn't in elementary school, Dale. And, you know, I just have to, you know, tell you in relation to, you know, hyperlexia, uh, what it also did with me, and I considered this at the time to be a negative, but I also consider this to be a positive. Hyperlexia resulted in me being alone from time to time. And early on, you know, in elementary school, I was just like, you know, my gosh, I, I can't make any friends. You know, I can't seem to connect uh, with other students, including other teachers uh, as well. Uh, it even got to the point where I remember I called myself a stupid reader in elementary school. And I said, yeah. you know, I wasn't ever going to read again. So but what helped me to realize that uh, hyperlexia was a huge gift was the fact that I was able to spend time by myself, it really allowed me to get to know myself and to get to know uh, my skill sets and abilities. And as you very well know, the technology advances that we have had over the last several years and several decades has been astronomical. Uh, and especially through the use of social media, sometimes people often get distracted by social media uh, and all of the posts that are there. And they often lose touch and they lose sight of themselves and what makes them special. So what I want to uh, try to emphasize and what I am passing down based on my current work at NASA is that hyperlexia, even though it's involved with the Individuals with Disabilities Act uh, that was signed and enacted by uh, former President George W. Bush, our 43rd president, and then the 41st president, George Herbert Walker Bush, started the Individuals with Disabilities Act. Having this uh, disability, it's actually a positive. And, you know, I'm trying to get people in society to recognize that this is negative. I don't like society's perception of saying that, you know, you have a disability. No, I have a very special gift and passion that, you know, hyperlexia, it's a very tiny thing, but it brought out so many interests and skill sets that, you know, I discovered as a result of that. So what I'm trying to do is, is I'm trying to get people to see the positive, but to uh, get uh, some uh, societal view changes in relation to how they might view someone with hyperlexia or any other disability. 
I, I love that. And really it's a superpower what you've got in, in a way. Um, and by sitting with yourself and I'm guessing early on, that would have been really tough. You know, you were just talking about the way that negative self-talk and, um, but you allowed yourself to sit through it and understand it and realize that this was a gift. Um, are you finding that it's because people, it's not, it's, they're, they're not aware, like because they're not living in your shoes that they, they probably never can relate to it. Um, and, and they think because it's a disability being labeled, once people label something, it go like it, it, it's a negative, but it's not a negative at all. It's actually something that you've used to enhance yourself and other people and lift others up. So is it part of your work trying to say, no, this is a superpower that I've been given? Oh, absolutely. I think, Dale, you have said it absolutely perfectly. Uh, the way that I have hyperlexia, that is a major superpower indeed. And, you know, I think of hyperlexia, Dale, as a new way of thinking. That's exactly what it is. You know, uh, in relation to, you know, hyperlexia with me being able to look at things through a different perspective. That's one of the reasons why I like STEM engagement, because you go through the overall concepts of, you know, trial and error. You go through the steps of the scientific method and, you know, you really do a lot of hands-on and engineering design process concepts. So, and it allows you to act like a scientist, uh, as they say. So in, in relation to that, you know, th there's nothing wrong with looking at, you know, things from a different perspective, because again, all students, regardless of what generation they're in, they all learn in different ways and at different rates. So I was someone who learned at a slower rate, but there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. So it takes me a little bit longer to like read through a chapter book than somebody else. Yeah, so what? But in relation to, you know, my gifts and my true passions in STEM engagement, that's where I focused all my effort in because I've realized that, you know, wow, I can do so much with this. And, you know, I'm very fascinated with, you know, the sky uh, and beyond. Uh, so and that has led me to my true work at NASA, uh, which is my dream job currently. Uh, and I love that. And I think it's a really good message that you don't have to be good at everything. Like, and everybody's different. You know, we, there's. 400 trillion chance that you are who you are, something like that. You're probably understanding stats better than what I do, Jason, but um, you don't have to be good at everything and everybody's got different skill sets. Um, it's so good to hear that, that you figured that out and that you are okay with certain things. And I think that's where a lot of people struggle that they're not good at something. So they focus on that. Um, you're not going to, you can't be good at everything, Jason. That's, that's not going to happen. Now I want to talk about NASA, but um, you spoke about elementary school, was there a time when, you know, it was really hard, like you were talking about, was there like an age or a moment where that mindset shifted and you're like, oh, hang on a second. I'm actually fortunate here. Um, Cause yeah, as you said, probably some really hard times, but sitting by yourself, like you mentioned, was there like an aha moment or that light bulb went off and you're like, bang, I've got a superpower. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, Dale, I can share with you um, two um, you know, light bulb moments where I realized that it was a special gift uh, with my hyperlexia that I have. One of the, the light bulb moments that I had early on in elementary school was, was I'm very fascinated uh, with golf. 
So uh, I'm definitely a golfer. Uh, I like to uh, go on out and, you know, hit on the range and, you know, also go to the course. Uh, I played golf since I was five years old. Uh, but one of the main reasons why I, you know, enjoy golf is because, you know, you're outside, you're enjoying uh, nature, and you're also enjoying the sun and the fresh air. And you're also getting to uh, look to see at, you know, some of the beautiful holes on a beautiful course. Uh, so that was definitely something that was worthwhile for me because I definitely got to see, you know, oh, wait a second, you know, I have the ability to swing a club at a very smooth speed and I'm able to hit the ball, you know, very far. I can hit a golf ball now probably anywhere from 250 to 300 yards with a driver. Uh, so, nice. which is incredible. Does it go so, straight? And, Does it go straight? Is mine go everywhere but straight, Jason? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I, sometimes my uh, driver goes straight. Sometimes I hook it and slice it. Uh, my father, who plays uh, as well, uh, I used to call him Sliceosaurus because he would slice <laughs> to the right. <laughs> oh, so, sorry, that's good. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he's he's gotten much better. Uh, he hasn't been slicing as much. So um, I've definitely helped and mentored him. And, you know, but we all have our, you know, uh, clown moments out on the golf course. So <laughs> um, but that was definitely bonding with my dad and also my brother uh, in elementary school. That was uh, one of the light bulb moments for me that made me realize that, you know, my struggle with hyperlexia was just a very tiny thing. And then my other light bulb moment was in middle school, I actually got teachers who were very supportive of my skill sets and they actually sat down and they wanted to work with me. And it was interesting. One of my teachers in elementary school, Dale, they actually wrote a completely wrong evaluation about myself and my skill sets. And when it was shown to my middle school teachers, they were just like, you know, who is this kid? You know, this isn't Jason at all. This is a totally different kid. We don't even recognize him. He has so many like skill sets and talents and opportunities. So they were just shocked. But, uh, you know, in relation to that, you know, I learned from my good teachers that I had and my not so good teachers. So we all do. But, you know, in middle school, the fact that my teachers actually sat down with me, they identified my struggle, they actually worked with me, and they also got to showcase to me of all of the skill sets that I have as a benefit of hyperlexia. I, I was just walking on cloud nine as a result of that, and I have been ever since. Wow. Isn't that amazing? As you were saying that, I'm I'm a teacher as by trade as well, uh, Jason, and um, I got into it because I had two amazing role models that believed in me, you know, and they were, I was a PE teacher and they were PE teachers. And I saw the impact they had on my life and I wanted to do the same for other people. Um, did you sort of, when those teachers in middle school took such an interest and they were so passionate about what they were doing and also your education, did that inspire you that you wanted to do the same thing? Because at the end of the day, service is the greatest thing we can do and make an impact on other people's lives and the impact that those teachers had on you has been profound. Um, is that something, was that like part of the light bulb moment for you as well? Oh, absolutely, Dale. Yeah. And, you know, it was because of, you know, my middle school teachers that I had that again, ignited the spark in me to be able to make a positive difference in relation to, 
uh, other students who might have a disability like myself or, you know, any other student who has a certain talent and passion inside of them. And, you know, as a result, I, you know, got into teaching for a little bit, you know, for the last, you know, couple of years or so, I was a STEM educator. I started teaching in uh, the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic, which was very, very difficult. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes, I agree. <laughs> yeah. So uh, not not the most ideal uh, time frame to start out, but you know, despite, you know, all of the chaos that everybody has had, you know, with the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, I definitely learned all of the ins and outs in relation to the technology platforms that we have had, and it's gotten me exposed to that. But because of the fact that now we have students, not just, you know, here in the United States, but also around the world, in the United States, because of the COVID-19 pandemic, they're now two years behind grade level because of all the virtual learning that we did. And if it wasn't, Dale, for you know my middle school teachers, if I didn't have the support, just like in elementary school, oh my gosh, I, I can't even begin to tell you, you know, how many grade levels I would be behind. I probably would have been one or two grade levels behind because uh, of the lack of support that I had. So now it is absolutely vital that we get all of our students caught up and they need their support. Mental health has been a huge issue since the pandemic happened. And my mental health, you know, struggled, especially in elementary school. So now based on my work that I'm currently doing at NASA, I am revolutionizing the state standards, uh, just like what we're doing at, you know, Virginia Space Flight Academy, uh, where we're trying to break the status quo and we're trying out new things and we're making sure that students are being innovative and really showcasing their true talents and abilities. And I got to tell you, you know, this past summer with the camp that we came uh, that they came to, and I know I'll talk more about that. Uh, they were just blown away. They said it was the best experience that they've ever had. And that's what brought a smile to my face. Um, I'm sure it did. And I think uh, what you're talking about there, that uh, it's not just the grade levels, I think through the work I've, you know, I work with a lot of schools and teachers and students as well, Jason. And it's not just the academics that is being affected by COVID. It's the social connection. It's communicating. It's feeling comfortable around people, connecting, talking, all these different things that we sort of took for granted. Um, well, I know I took for granted. I thought that was just a normal thing, but now it's not. Um, so have you found, you know, now if you work at NASA and, and the Virginia Space Flight Academy, that particularly with your camp and different things like that, that you're able to inspire through your passion and what you're doing, but you're also improving mental health because they are finding their purpose. And not only that, they're finding common ground with other people that breaks down all those barriers that, you know, may have built up by that social isolation or loneliness or different things like that. Oh, yeah, absolutely, Dale. And, you know, uh, in relation to that, you know, with our um, space adventure camp that we have at uh, Virginia Space Flight Academy that we had this past summer, I was the operations manager. So I pretty much did, you know, all the jobs. It was a combination of everything. So I was responsible for scheduling all the tour spaces that we went on. We have many different aerospace partners at Virginia Space Flight Academy, like Rocket Lab and the Virginia Mid-Atlantic Regional Spaceport Authority. And all of our campers got to go on many different tours throughout Wallops Flight Facility, which is located in Virginia, probably three to four hours uh, from Pennsylvania in the United States. So 
But all of the campers, you know, got to witness and interact with real NASA scientists, real NASA engineers, and real NASA mathematicians. And they were just blown away by the projects that they are doing. And they were the ones uh, at our aerospace partners at the tours. They expressed the importance, just like what I'm doing based on my work at NASA, of stepping up and, you know, trying to come up with answers to some of our complicated questions and to help discover their hidden creativities and talents for the younger generations. And I was, you know, also responsible for coordinating all of the meals that we did with all of our local vendors. And I was also responsible in designing uh, with, in collaboration with our leadership team, our curriculum. We primarily focus on rocketry, coding, robotics, and drones. And because of the great work that we did at Virginia Space Flight Academy this year, it was our 25th year anniversary, by the way, which was a huge celebratory year. Thank you. Um, we got recognized by the state of Virginia, the governor of Virginia, and the first lady of Virginia came to our graduation ceremony, and they presented us with the Spirit of Virginia Award, which recognizes nonprofit organizations in the state of Virginia that uh, has been doing great work in the community and has been making a difference. And we've been doing that through STEM engagement. And we primarily, Dale, focus all of our efforts on the learning. We don't focus on letter grades as much. Uh, I am someone who thinks that the letter grades don't define you. If you get an A, B, C, or a D, you know, that doesn't define you. Even an F, you know, it doesn't define you. There's a lot more that goes into it. We were making sure that students uh, were challenged and that they learned from their mistakes and they collaborated and also worked as a team. And they even got to stay in dorms as well, which helped to bring back some of the collaboration and communication that was missed during COVID. So it was just an unbelievable experience, Dale, and one of the best um, experiences of a lifetime. I can imagine and you, I can see in your facial expressions and just how much energy it's given you and congratulations. There's so many things you've just mentioned there that are really amazing. The one thing, and I talk about this a lot, it's uh, from another teacher in America, actually, Andy Milne talks about, it's not about getting an A at school. It's about getting an A at life. Um, mm. And that essentially goes down to what you're just mentioning. Grades mean bugger all. Like, did you ever talk about what grade you got in your, like in high school or different things like this? No one does. Um, but what you talk about is the impact certain experiences had on you to shape the person you are. That's essentially what you're creating. Oh, absolutely, Dale. And yeah, I was going to say another cool thing that, you know, we did, you know, during uh, the summer, this past summer was we actually got to see a live rocket launch in person. And wow. Um, I don't know if uh, you or, you know, anybody else uh, around the world, you know, heard of this rocket launch. It was the Antares rocket launch that we had at Wallops. And I was myself and all of our campers and our camp staff, we were two miles from the launch pad and we saw the rocket go straight up and you could actually hear it. It was very loud, but you could also, you know, feel the ground shaking because of the amount of thrust and power that a rocket has, you know, going up into space. And that, you know, rocket, Dale, was designed by an aerospace company here in the U.S. called Northrop Grumman. And it was very significant because that rocket 
was being launched to the International Space Station to deliver four tons of supplies to astronauts that are currently at the International Space Station. And that rocket was composed of U.S., Ukrainian, and also Russian parts and, you know, counterparts. And it was, you know, very difficult, as I'm sure uh, you probably know, uh, in relation to getting some of the Russian and Ukraine parts. It's been very difficult with the war in Ukraine that's going on right now, unfortunately. But it was such a life-changing moment and experience. And I actually cried because it, it was just such a dream come true for me to be able to see a rocket launch live in person. And those are the real-life applications and opportunities that we are presenting at VASFA. And that's what we need to bring into the uh, public schools here, especially in the U.S. and also around the world, because that, again, ignites a spark inside of their heads to be able to pursue all of those cool opportunities. Oh, so true. And that, that's planting a seed, essentially, you know, that curiosity of what's possible. Um, and when you, you know, I, I've never seen a live rocket. I've seen a lot on TV and different things like that, Jason. But if you experience something firsthand and, and obviously the impact was profound on you, like you, you cried, which is amazing. And it's such a nice thing to be able to say that you've been able to do because you felt so good. Um, what was the feedback and impact it had on, you know, your young campers? <laughs> oh, my goodness, Dale. Well, I got to tell you, after uh, the campers got to see uh, that rocket launch, they were just absolutely blown away by it. Uh, and they just did not stop talking about it. Even when they got into the cars after the NASA graduation ceremony, they were just telling their parents about how cool it was and amazing it was to be able to see a live in-person rocket launch and especially being that close. So that was the huge highlight uh, during our final week of our space camp. So even if they come back next year, which some of them do, Dale, uh, believe it or not, we have had campers at, you know, Virginia Space Flight Academy who have come back two times, three times. Some have even come back six times in a row. And, you know, you, you think, well, at first, you know, you're, why are you coming back? You know, it's the same exact curriculum, you know, it's the same exact activities, you know, doesn't it bore you? And they said, no, no, it doesn't. The reason why they come back, Dale, is because of the community and how, you know, caring we are as a community in relation to promoting STEM engagement and also offering an opportunity for students to showcase that, it's not about, you know, what you do. Uh, that's the most important thing. You know, it's it's who you are as a person. That's who's uh, going to make the most impact. That's what uh, some advice I received from a great mentor of mine said. So it, it definitely doesn't matter, you know, what you do at the end of the day. It's about who you are. And yeah. our campers, you know, remembered that. So and, you know, with them coming back, you know, year after year, you know, we're just like, you know, hey, so-and-so, you know, long time no see, welcome back. And and some later on, after they reach past the age of 16, they come back as camp counselors, where they, again, are inspired to pass it down uh, to the next generation even further. So it's with those, you know, creative aspects and, you know, skill sets that VASFA offers and brings that enable students to feel welcome in this community. Mm, so true. And at the end of the day, 
everybody just wants to find their tribe uh, and feel part of something um, with like-minded individuals. And it's so, it's so nice to hear, you know, people are coming, particularly their campers are coming back and back and back. And then, you know, they're working as well because they love it so much and they want to repay the impact that you've obviously had on them, the other leaders to do it to future generations. And that's a sign of a beautiful community. So congratulations on that. I want to actually, Jason, like, you know, talking about your upbringing and, and it was really hard, um, you know, with hyperlexia and overcoming those challenges and then figuring out that, you know, you've actually got superpowers and trying to educate other people on that or, and particularly around just disabilities in general that we, because you've got a label, it doesn't mean that it's a problem. Um, and now the work you're doing at NASA with STEM and um, the space station, everything like that. What are you most proud of uh, when you sit back and reflect on your journey so far? And I know it's only just getting started, but what are you most proud of as a human being? Yeah, that, that is a wonderful question, Dale. And, you know, I would probably say uh, the biggest thing that I am most proud of is uh, never giving up and also being an advocate for myself. You know, when I was uh, struggling, you know, in hyperlexia, uh, especially early on in elementary school, since I didn't have a whole lot of support uh, from my teachers, you know, early on throughout my educational journey, since I noticed that they didn't really care as much, I didn't really, you know, get the opportunity or even feel the confidence to, you know, ask for help and to ask for support. Because I'm like, you know, well, if, you know, someone's not going to show any enthusiasm in terms of like helping me, uh, or if, you know, they're definitely nasty, then why would I go up and ask? So that's how, you know, my experiences were early on in elementary school. But, you know, like I said, in relation to, you know, my parents being such strong advocates, very fortunate to have such, you know, wonderful parents who are incredibly supportive throughout that throughout my journey. But, you know, I, I never gave up a Dale. So I made sure that, you know, in relation to hyperlexia, I knew I struggled with reading comprehension, but I got tutored during the summer, which helped. And it was because of the reading tutor that I had in elementary school, and this was someone who cared, that made all the difference. And, you know, that made all of the impact. So that helped to get me started in the right direction. And then in middle school, you know, my teachers not only helped me to, you know, display for me about all of the hidden talents and abilities that I currently have, thanks to hyperlexia, but they also got me to encourage myself to, you know, ask for help when was needed. And because I felt that there was a lot more positive interactions with them and that they cared, that really enabled me, Dale, to, you know, step up and, you know, ask for help when was needed. So whenever I don't understand something or, you know, if I'm confused on something, I definitely ask it. And, you know, there's there's always that saying where there's, you know, no such thing as a stupid question. And uh, I believe that that is absolutely true. So, you know, it's you're thinking about a lot of things and, you know, a lot of, you know, skill sets. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, if you definitely advocate for yourself, which I definitely encourage, you know, yourself and, you know, your viewers that are listening as well to do, if you're able to advocate for yourself, that's definitely going to make a world of a difference. And, you know, look at where it's gotten to now. It's allowed me to take risks by advocating for myself, it's allowed me to, you know, step outside of my comfort zone because, you know, at NASA, 
it all comes back to a very popular quote that our 35th United States president, John F. Kennedy, once said about the space race. He said that, you know, we choose to go to the moon and do these things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. And that is a quote that really sticks with me because, again, hyperlexia is hard. It was hard to overcome that, but I stuck with it and I continued with it. And, you know, as a result, it has led me to, you know, even bigger and better things. And I'm dreaming even bigger now. I want to go into space and be an astronaut now and go to the moon and Mars. So the sky's the limit. Wow. What? Jace, congratulations. That's amazing, mate. And great to have future goals like that. I, I think we need to set big ambitious goals that we want to achieve. And then you, you really passionately you strive for those. Um, the thing I took away from that and your story is really incredible, mate. And that's why I'm so grateful that you're sharing it, but this goes for anybody listening that you need to be your biggest fan. Don't you? It's like, nobody else is going to, like, you can't rely on anyone else. If you're not going to be your biggest fan, nobody else will for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, you said it perfectly, Dale, you know, you definitely need to be, you know, with people who are going to support you, who are going to advocate for you. And, you know, uh, over the course of, you know, lifetime, uh, life isn't easy, you know, in, in terms of my path, you know, in relation to getting at NASA, it was I was going in zigzags like this. Uh, it wasn't one straight path. So and, you know, that's the whole overall purpose of of life. And, you know, I've been very fortunate to know that, you know, God is looking out for me, you know, and something else that I'd like to express, too, is is in relation to God. He created each and every single one of us for a reason and a specific purpose. And he actually plants what he has for you inside your imagination. You know, Albert Einstein, you know, once said that, you know, imagination is the preview and key to life's coming attractions. So, you know, if you really think about that, that's that's a very true statement. Uh, one of the motivational speakers and comedians that I like to listen to is Steve Harvey, uh, who actually said that quote. He has a very inspiring and impactful story, too. So in relation to that, if you ask God, you know, for something, and if you have this idea inside your head, you got to go for it, man. And, you know, you have to be able to, you know, have the faith and the confidence to be able to uh, get to where you need to go. It's not going to be easy. He's going to put challenges up for you. So that way, you know, you can strengthen and be prepared to receive that gift. But you also have to maintain the faith because sometimes, or actually all the time, the gift is not always going to come when you ask for it or when you think it's going to come. No, it's going to come when, you know, God says it's okay. So sometimes, you know, I struggle with saying, you know, oh, why isn't something here yet? You know, why didn't we figure this out yet? And, you know, but I've gotten better with it over time. And, you know, I've realized that, you know, the sky's the limit and the way to overcome fear is to dream even bigger. Ooh, so true. Uh, and if life was meant to be easy, it, it wouldn't be even worth the satisfaction of when you overcome something or you achieve something. Um, the struggle is the satisfaction. That's the joy in the journey that when you actually achieve something, you feel so good about it. Now, Joseph, people are listening going, wow, inspirational story, doing great work. Where can we you know, hear more about what you're doing, what you're doing at the Virginia uh, Flight Academy? Um, is there ways to reach out and, and learn more or just contact you in general? 
Absolutely, Dale. Well, in relation to uh, Virginia Spaceflight Academy, I just wanted to let you know this, and I'll make sure to uh, send you the website link again uh, for your viewers. But uh, for any viewers that are interested in checking out Virginia Spaceflight Academy, you can search www.vasfa.org. So that's www.vasfa.org. And what you will see is it's an incredible website. But from the website, you will actually get to see different links up at the top of the page. And, you know, for example, there's the program section that you can actually go to where there are different subsections. There's a space adventure camp section that you can click on, which outlines all of the cool opportunities that we have in terms of what Space Adventure Camp has to offer, all the different camp sessions that are offered. And it also lists out in relation to uh, the registration for the camp. Now, obviously, in terms of registration, the registration is closed right now at this time, but it is going to reopen this upcoming January in 2024. So if anybody is interested in coming to our Space Adventure Camp, number one, it's highly recommended. Uh, and, you know, number two, the tickets or the spots, they go by very quickly. So, you know, if you are interested in something like that, you got to make sure you commit to it in order to save your seat. Uh, because this past year, this was the first year that we were at, you know, full capacity since the COVID-19 pandemic. The last two years before that, it was very difficult uh, to do a full on, you know, scale version of camp. It was difficult for everybody. So, but we are expanding even bigger now as a result of our 25th year anniversary. So that is definitely something that you can do. Two other things that you can do is, is we also offer a STEM Academy where you can actually click on the STEM Academy tab. And that is also a year round program where you know, one of our NASA STEM engagement specialists puts on STEM classes throughout the year, which helps to inspire students to pursue STEM careers. And again, the instruction is tailored to meet the learner where they are. And each STEM explorer gets to receive a kit of quality materials designed to aid their discovery and learning through in-class and asynchronous activities. And they also get to meet the experts. So there's ongoing live Q&As with STEM professionals from all different fields. And, you know, once you're a part of the STEM Academy, you are an alumni and you are invited to many different professional development opportunities that come forward as well. So I actually work at the STEM Academy as well, where I collaborate with my NASA STEM engagement specialist on a video game, Game On, a module, where we teach students concepts about designing their own video game in Bloxels. And I like our favorite quote where we just say, you know, don't just play games, make them. So, <laughs> you know, that is... Uh, that is just a wonderful way to, you know, inspire, you know, the students that you can just do more than just, you know, sitting and playing games, but you can actually create them and, you know, make a living while doing it. So that is definitely something else that you could do. And then also, too, uh, what we continue to ask is for donations. So we are always looking for sponsors and partners. There are different ways for you to get involved. 
And you can also donate to us. It is our 25th year anniversary this year. We really appreciate all of the support that we have received from everybody over the last 25 years. And we're definitely looking for other like-minded, you know, sponsors and partners that want to be able to make an impact and a difference in STEM. And our goal this year is to reach $25,000. And we're making wonderful progress while doing that. So those are many different ways that you can get involved with us. But, you know, let's let's continue to inspire, motivate and engage and, you know, really bring about the creativity in STEM. And we're going to be very honored and thrilled uh, for you to join us. I love that, Jason. Well, I'll have links for everybody. This is episode number 311. If you go to the show notes, they'll have everything that Jason has just mentioned. And uh, Jason, you've inspired me and I'm sure you've inspired so many others um, that, life isn't meant to be easy and some people have easy starts they have hardships they go through different things um i've been super inspired by your journey to overcome hyperlexia the issues you faced early on um, and turn it into a superpower um and now the impact and the passion that you have for what you're doing and you're sharing that with so many um i'm so grateful that i've been able to have you on the show and and just listen to you and um yes this is a podcast but i've had the pleasure of seeing the joy and energy that you have brought when you're talking about, uh, you know, NASA and all the work you're doing. Uh, and that is amazing. And it's something that I hope you can continue sharing and I hope people reach out. Um, so Jason, thank you so much for being on the show and um, for being the person you are, because uh, you're a very inspiring person and I'm being honest there, mate. So thanks so much for being on the show. Absolutely, Dale. And, and just one more thing I just wanted to say real quick, uh, you know, to all of your viewers as well, for anybody who dreams of, you know, working at NASA, you know, just like myself, you know, the sky's the limit. And, you know, you think that NASA is made up of, you know, many different engineers, and, you know, just scientists. No, NASA is a huge contracting place where there's many more individuals who are, you know, education specialists like myself, we have, you know, secretaries, we have astronauts as well. So there's many different ways and many different opportunities that you can get involved with at NASA. And that is what Virginia Space Flight Academy is starting uh, in order to ignite that spark uh, for the next generation. So please don't think, you know, to, you know, anybody who's listening uh, that you can't, you know, work at NASA. You absolutely can. There's an opportunity for you. There's many different opportunities for collaboration. And if you want to go up into a space uh, like myself, then, you know, the, the sky's the limit. So please don't be afraid to uh, dream big. Oh, I love that. Dream big, definitely. And uh, good luck with your vision and dream, Jason, to get up into space. Mars, wherever you go, I hope it happens, mate. Absolutely, Dale. Well, Dale, thank you so much again for having me on your podcast. It was uh, a huge honor uh, to be able to share my story and experiences about hyperlexia and at NASA. <laughs> oh, my pleasure. Thanks, Jason. Oh.